it shouldn't be so difficult to recognize China's culpability in so much of what we're dealing with. It's stunning to hear people say that to notice it is a distraction. This is Senator Chris Van Hollen. I forget what show uh, that the Democratic senator is on. That pointing a finger at China's well distraction. Virus, in fact, um, it's my view that uh, while China obviously uh, was not as transparent as it should have been, uh, that the Trump administration and President Trump in particular are just trying to distract uh, attention from his own uh, negligence with respect to getting on top of this virus in the United States. Uh, by- it's it's a really bad take from the senator. It's a really bad take from media, but it keeps you know, you know, uh, it, it persists. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, so good to be with you on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Uh, and part of the issue is, part of the issue is, is that what do you think didn't happen early on? Because that's a fine conversation. If we want to take a look at testing, if we want to take a look at the FDA relying on the CDC, if we want to take a look at the length of time it took to allow private labs into the game, if we want to take a look at the fact that we had no real way to set up drive-through testing, it took us a couple months when it took the South Koreans a couple of hours. Okay, much different country, smaller country, but it's a system that I don't even know if we necessarily considered. I will tell you, not being an expert on the subject, and certainly not spending all my time studying the subject, I had not considered a drive-through testing facility. There are things in the response from the United States where it's very okay to say, man, that's not like us. We're better than that. That's complacency. That's, that's laziness, maybe. That's, that's not thinking. We need to get better at the thinking and, and working through the plans and being more aggressive about them. I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. That's, that's rational. You know, you can be a fan of Donald Trump's and still say that. Because the conversation is a much greater conversation than Trump. And I am stunned at seeing how these people try and, and couch it. This is about government. And this is about government and centralized government and the very problems that exist therein. These are the problems. It is a slow-moving behemoth. It doesn't matter if you scream out iceberg. The Titanic will still need time to move, to turn. Facts is presented. But I can't notice that, exactly what we just discussed. And now also notice that China lied that China purposefully tried to hide, that China won't allow an investigation. They'll only allow a look at the pandemic response and only if it's headed up by the World Health Organization to which they alone will put up $2 billion. My gosh. We shouldn't note that? Of course we should. And you're not crazy. You see it exactly the way you should. We could do two things at the same time. And it doesn't, uh, if you want to say it makes you anti-Trump, that's great. Uh, uh, 
the, the key to, to anything is recognizing that it's not about people, it's about policies. When it becomes about people, it becomes about idol worship. And I am not down for any level of idol worship whatsoever. I am not an idol worshiper of, of, uh, of Donald Trump. I think he's been very good at teaching people how to fight back. I think he's been very good at taking on the really the real sickness in today's media. But I'm always about policy and I'm always about liberty and therefore I am not about a particular person cuz that becomes idol worship and I'm out. Now that leads to a question that I got asked by producer Ari. And I as you know, um am in favor of opening things up. I believe we need to open up society. I believe that we've done an absolutely horrific job in defending the Liberty Society, and we need to open things up. That your rights include being able to support your family. It is very, very important. Your rights involve being able to engage life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When a pandemic hits, the Constitution does not go in a drawer. It's not how these things work. It's an irrational position. The Liberty Society is very, very hard to attain and maintain. But it's real easy to lose. I mean, super quick. Because people see a pandemic. People see bad things. And, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's like Monty Python. Run away! And, and then, you know, uh, they, they go uh, Galahad and uh, Lancelot and the rest go, go out hiding with King Arthur. But it's imperative that we constantly defend the Liberty Society. So I don't want to ask the question wrong, Producer Ari. So I'm going to let you ask the question. I'm not, I'm not putting you on the spot. No, no, I'm not you're mad good. at you. No, it's, it was actually my dad's question. So he. My so par- you're going to throw your dad under the bus? No, no, it's, it's not throwing him under the bus. They live in Wisconsin, my parents, so they don't always get to listen to your full show. But they That's constantly nonsense. ask me, you know, what does Tony think about this, this subject, this, this whatever? And so they said... What does Tony think about the the shutdown? And I sent them, you know, a segment of yours, and it was saying, you know, the Constitution says this, and we have to live by this, and we have a standard or we don't. And my dad said, you know, that's a really good take for this circumstance, but it doesn't give him a lot of wiggle room because I'm sure he would change his opinion if coronavirus had a 95% death rate. Like, surely he wouldn't still say business, business should reopen. And I said, that's, that's an interesting point. Like, let me bring that to Tony. And so that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, I, would, I would say two things. Um, if you have a 95% death rate, you don't have to worry about businesses reopening because most of those business owners are dead. But the argument is whether or not the Constitution somehow ceases to exist because of other circumstances. And the answer is no. The Constitution continues to exist because it provides perfect value. Opening up businesses, opening up society does not compel anybody to go out into that society. But closing businesses certainly keeps me from my life, my liberty, and my pursuit of happiness. These things that we agree to be self-evident, that we have been endowed by our creator with these certain unalienable rights. So the idea that because a calamity could grow in stature, that somehow the Constitution should be shrunk in its efficacy is simply not true. Those are not correlation. It is sometimes panic 
that causes that. One of the great memes out there, it's a, it's a, the painting of the signing of the Constitution, and uh, the meme is, just remember, none of this matters if there's a virus. It totally matters if there's a virus. It more matters if there's a virus. If there's a, I mean, if we're playing the straw man, if there's a 95% death rate, well, then, my gosh, you have massive problems, and everybody's gone, and now you're just wondering where you're going to get your next meal from. But the Constitution still has value. You're going to need to rebuild a society. What am I supposed to build it on? Some idea that some lone man, because he happens to have two apples to my one, can feed the world? Nah, not me. Not me, no thanks. So even utilizing that that straw man conversation, as, as polite as it was from your father. No, extremely straw man, yeah. Right? The, the fundamental does not change. The calamity's growth does not change whether or not I am a free man. It does not change that my rights come from nature and nature's law. It does not change the fact that governments do not have the right to shut down businesses and governors and mayors across the country should be pushed back upon with aggression. The amount of governors who have failed their states is through the roof. Now, am I mad at them? That's a hard one to do. Because I will argue that with liberty of our type does sometimes come complacency. It is a problem. And with that complacency, we have seen the slow erosion of the liberties. The Declaration of Independence engaged this perfectly. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such governments and to provide new guards for their security. We... Watch and witness the slow erosion of liberties. And we accept a little bit here and accept a little bit there and accept a little bit here and accept a little bit there. And then pandemic and everybody screams, panic! And we shut it down. And some of us said, wait a second. That was too easy. That's not right. Now, maybe it took even, quote unquote, the best of us a day, a week, a month. But look how many people have come around to saying, well, what the hell is this? This isn't the way we're supposed to do things. We quarantined the healthy. My mother, Diane, says this all the time. We quarantine the healthy. Who does this? In what moment of history were the healthy people told they have to stay at home? Part of it has to do with the fact that the science has been so absolutely ridiculous. It's fakakta crazy. One of the only things we know is that people who are elderly are more susceptible and people with comorbidities are more susceptible. This is what we know. Which is why the nursing homes have been such a disaster. And as they were watching it happen in New York and in Michigan, they said, nah, they go back to the nursing homes. 
They've got coronavirus in the nursing homes. You have to accept them. You have to comply. And in New York, they begged to put these patients in the Jacob Javits Field Hospital. They begged to put them on the U.S. Naval Ship Comfort. They begged. And uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo said, nope, you will comply. They go back to the nursing home. You allow them in the nursing home. You get paid. That's what you do. Holy cow. So we know that the older generations are more susceptible to this virus. But we engage lockdowns on healthy citizens. And take the healthy part apart, we engage lockdowns on citizens. What the hell? Were the lockdowns correct? No. Were governors who engaged them correct? No. Am I mad at them? I, I, I choose not to be. But anybody who still engages, well, this is, this is madness because what they've engaged in is not science. Even these phased in approaches to opening, they're not based on science. You wanna talk about Wisconsin, Governor Tony Evers is absolutely terrible. A miserable hack, you'd have been so much better with Scott Walker, make your head spin. <laughs> oh boy. It's embarrassing that you people didn't vote for Scott Walker again. You went for a guy who is desperate to play Anthony Fauci's stunt double. <laughs> That's pretty good. You picked people who still don't think that opening has value. As a matter of fact, they go the other way. We can't fully open until we have a vaccine. I made this argument before. I'll make it again. Thank goodness we never said that to people who have AIDS. Because they'd be sitting at home since 1983. The Constitution remains because the Constitution is the standard. Because the Constitution is the recognition that we are a nation of laws, not a nation of men. Because if we are a nation of men, then the man with the two apples gets to decide my future. And I think that guy is a putz. Freedom remains. So uh, to, to answer your father, um, 95%, 140% add your straw man argument. Uh, the answer is, of course, the maximum freedom is that people are allowed to open and then you're allowed to decide what you want to do. You being able to decide, there's nothing more important. I'm Tony Katz.